Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Witcher Caleb. And I'm very bad at time zones. And I... Uh, I'm going to take an elixir that lets me see in the dark and gives me enhanced reaction time. And then chop a thing in half with a sword. That sounds about right. Uh, how are you doing, friend? I'm okay. Uh, if Caleb seems distracted tonight, it's because he's playing a very fun, interesting, not weird at all game. Yeah, so you, uh, this has been like a little in-joke for us for a little bit now. Um, there's like a a weird, like, hentai puzzle game, I guess. Mm-hmm. called Gamer Girls Cyberpunk 2069 yep. that you found on Steam and thought was the funniest thing ever. Uh, yes. Uh, which you have now purchased and sent to me. Uh, also, uh, Bill so, now has it. So because I hate you, I'm I'm playing it now. That's uh, fair. Uh, I also just sh- showed it to our guest, or I, I told our guest about it. Uh, Sam Hurley of Movie Reviews and 20Qs will be coming up later when we discuss The Witcher Season 2. Uh, but he's off to see it, and uh, we'll see if his marriage can survive. Okay, uh, now I'm playing Tetris. Is this game just Tetris? Is it just Mean Mean Machine, but with with sexy girls instead of robots? I think it's uh, I think it's Tetris, but with like an anime girl in the way, so I can't I can't really see what's coming next. This woman won't move. Uh, I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, had a, had a nice little crimbus. You know, got yeah, got a few I, nice things. Had a pretty nice crimbus. I had uh, I got a new computer chair, which I am in. Yeah, I, I was wondering uh, where you got that chair from. I got new headphones, which I'm wearing. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad little crimbus. Yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, my girlfriend's dad was like, Hey, you're a penguins fan. So let me just buy you a bunch of penguin shit. So he got me like a rally towel, a shirt. Uh, and the nicest thing he got me were these, uh, rocks glasses, which have like the location of, uh, PPG paints arena in, in downtown Pittsburgh, uh, and the logo on the bottom of the cup. Oh, there you go. Like the big, the big thing that I asked for that I got that is, uh, really cool is the uh, Legend of Zelda Game & Watch that has... Uh, it's like the little Game & Watch mm. handheld that has the the first two Legend of Zelda games and Link's Awakening. It's nice. uh, pretty neat. Whenever you turn it on, it does the like the item get sound or like the secret ba, sound ba, ba, or whatever. Ba. Yeah, and... Uh, like under the plastic on the back of it, there's like a little Triforce that lights up. It's neat. It's a it's a cool little thing. 
That is neat. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I had the Mario one. It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone else heard, heard how we were doing for Crimbus. Uh, I did uh, exactly what I wanted to do. I made someone uh, a bit upset with the uh, the sleigh bells <laughs> throughout the entire episode. <laughs> uh, it was Paul. He was like, I could only make it about three minutes before I just shut it off. I'm like, that's fine. I got your de- we got your download. Who cares? I listened to the whole thing. It wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah. It was a bit loud. Yeah, it'd be the only thing. I, that's the only thing I would change about it. But uh, it's already out in the wild and I'm not. We're not going to get any new downloads of that, so it, it is what it is at this point. But yes, I, I do wish I made it less loud, but it seemed fine to me. Yeah. As long as you believe in yourself. Uh, sh- sure. All right. Well, uh, why don't we start the show the way we always do with a segment called What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. All right, what do you got, Dan? All right, uh, so also for Crimbus, uh, Ashley's dad got me a shit ton of alcohols. I uh, actually got us both a shit ton of alcohols, but uh, I'm drinking a Seagram's Distillers Reserved, or Reserve. Uh, this is different than nor- normal Seagram's in that it's a uh, like a darker gin, uh, which I'm finding myself more and more into because those have a wider variety of flavors, so... Yeah, uh, if you're a gin person and you would like to try something that isn't just, you know, your your clear gins, give give a colored gin. That sounds that sounds bad. Uh, give what? There's no word for this. Give non clear gins a chance. Yeah. Uh, I'm just having a yingling. I, I never did get my uh, my eggnog. Oh, so that sucks. It's Crimbus. How could you not have eggnog for Crimbus? Oh, I just didn't find any. That's fair. Uh, hey, check out our Discord. It's uh, the links is in the show notes, and uh, you can see such things as Caleb complaining about the entire Spider-Man series. Yeah, it's true. Even the good ones. I'll I'll let you know if I get to one. At the rate you're going, you won't. <laughs> uh, also check out Stacking Triggers or Magic Gathering podcast uh, this week it was me who, who who hold on I have to look at the title Crimbus Potpourri I think it was just, just me and Bill is that right yeah alright yeah this is me and Bill doing whatever so uh, yeah if you want to hear me and Bill doing whatever uh, go listen to that podcast and with that we'll get into some news oh Shit, it's mail time. I don't know why you gave me this game, Dan. <laughs> because it's funny. <laughs> oh, well, I'll uh, I'll check in with you if something horny happens. OK. All right. Well, uh, first up is that Cobra Kai season five has already wrapped filming ahead of season four. Uh, I feel like this is to be expected because I feel like season three wrap before se- uh, or season four wrap before season three premiered. So. Uh, yeah. these guys have a schedule. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, just always reassuring to see that I guess they believe in the show. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so expect season five, same time next year, you know, uh, maybe early 2023, but still 
around this time. You don't think it'll be like Q3 of next year? Because like they've been cranking these out pretty quick. I mean, maybe because but I remember them getting done with filming for season four in like October of 2020 and it waited till now. So, yeah, but we had, you know, the Omega virus. I guess that's true. I feel like they're also shooting for this for Emmys and you can you should only really put out one season per year if you're really trying for Emmys. Because otherwise you split the vote amongst your seasons, blah, 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 I think is how that works. I, I think Netflix cares about Emmys, but I could be wrong. Who who, who the fuck knows? Uh, and then the other thing is that Bridgerton season two will premiere on March 25th. That is my parents anniversary. So happy 33rd anniversary, mom and dad. Watch Bridgerton season two. Yeah. Oh, no, Dan, I'll get kicked out of the Tetris tournament if I start an affair with another participant. Okay. <laughs> what a what a what a what a world we live in. This game is allowed to exist. Yeah. How about it? All right, that'll move us into uh, some downstream. We're going to talk about some trailers uh, in between Caleb being all horny. Baby, I can't control the internet. All right, our first trailer this week is for Chosen. What's most important? What we are or what we feel we are? Chosen is on Netflix January 27th, 2022. A 17-year-old girl discovers an earth-shattering truth about her own identity when she delves into the mystery surrounding her quiet Danish town. I don't really know what this is. Uh, A meteor hits. It's mysterious. Tom DeLonge probably shows up. She has some sort of mystical powers. I think she's an alien. And then Tom DeLong shows up and be like, hello, how are you? Hi, I'm Tom DeLong. Take me up on your spaceship. Yeah, so, so, it's, so, uh, yeah. it's something. Yeah. It's always fun when I can't tell what the thing is from the trailer. And then well, I have it, to try to sell it. And then not only that, but also like the first little bit of the trailer, because you do like the first and last lines of the trailer, basically, because the, the second line is like well, the actual log line is going to be on Netflix. But like the first line is like, hey, we're trying to be mysterious and shit, but it's like it doesn't say anything. It's just like, who the fuck knows? Uh, the girl's an alien. Uh, there's aliens, aliens uh, <laughs> move on. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. All right. Uh, next trailer is for the royal treatment. Isabella runs her own hair salon and isn't afraid to speak her mind, while Prince Thomas runs his own country and is about to marry for duty rather than love. When Izzy and her fellow stylists get the opportunity of a lifetime to do the hair for the royal wedding, uh, she and Prince Thomas learn that taking control of their own destiny destiny requires following their hearts. Uh, That threw me off so much that they didn't tell me she went by Izzy as short for Isabel and then just like dropped it in the middle there. Uh, New York hairdresser Izzy seizes a chance to work at the wedding of a charming prince. And when sparks fly between them, will love or duty prevail? Uh, It sounds like she might be getting a castle for Christmas. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so here's the thing, and I, and I said this to you in pre-roll, but basically, this is a castle for Christmas, but like with no possibility of it being funny in any way, shape, or form. Like at least the cast for Christmas, there was the hope that like, hey, they're gonna lean into it in, in their stupid fucking premise. This it looks like they're taking a hundred percent seriously, and there's going to be no joy found here. It's just gonna be saccharine garbage. Yeah, that's true. All right, and uh, the next trailer is for something called Hype House, uh, and I'm not going to talk about it because I'm mad at you. For for bringing up Hype House? <laughs> yes. I mean, okay, so uh, get an inside look at social media's most talked about creator houses. They navigate love, fame, and friendship while living and creating content together. Hype House drops January 7th, only on Netflix. Oh, and the final sentence is just the same thing as the first one. So that's how much they care about this. Uh, okay, so uh, this is the thing. Uh, there's, I'm familiar with a few streamer houses because I watch a lot. I, I watch a bit of Twitch, but like, Hundred Thieves has a streamer house. Uh, Offline TV has a streamer house. So this is a thing that happens. Uh, this is a this is a fucking stream team or cre- content creation team that I've literally never heard of before. So there's no way that the most talked about creator house uh, because I would have heard of them because uh, my ears counted to the ground on that shit. But uh, I I don't care. It's maybe Ashley will watch this because she loves reality TV garbage and maybe I'll then accidentally watch it, too. But no, I don't know. The highlight of it for me was somebody saying people literally get canceled for this. And then looking at the camera like that was the worst thing they could imagine happening to them. I'm reading the comments and uh, the first one was Netflix bribed YouTube to remove dislikes before they dropped the trailer for this, uh, to which I have to, <laughs> to which I have to say uh, Ubisoft's NFT announcement says, hold my beer. Hey, this has four point nine thousand likes and no dislikes. I don't know. It can't possibly be bad. I don't. <laughs> you know, I, I literally can't comprehend why Netflix would drop such a terrible show. Why can't they just keep their content on YouTube? Can't believe they canceled shows for this. They didn't cancel shows for this. They, they allocated parts of their budget, and part of the budget went to this. Uh, it was probably like $10 million. One, one day at a time did not die for this. No, no show died for this. This show was always on the schedule. And they just like threw money at it. And when they cancel shows, they just go, oh, cool. We can spend this on other stuff. Yeah. He's got his phone in his balls. Steve Jobs did not die for this. I I can't understand why or how shows that people actually like are canceled and replaced with this one. Make it make sense. Uh, views to dollars spent. I love it. I just I love I love the YouTube comment sections. They're so stupid. All right. Uh, with that, we'll over into quick hits and talk about some shit we watched this week. Well, as as I stated before, or you stated, or one of us brought it up, I wanna I wanna go see the new Spider Man movie. Uh, so I decided to rewatch every existing Spider-Man movie, which I guess is nine of them. One, two, three, one, two. Homecoming, Far From Home. 
No Way Home. Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Yeah. And I think I might watch both Venom movies, too. Just even I haven't fucking done that to myself. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm kind of in a. uh, A silly place with it, but uh, so I'm here to talk to you about the entire Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, So you you like these, huh? Yeah, big time. Um, See, I I grew up with. The first one and kind of. Watched the second one a couple times, maybe, but. uh, Boy. These movies are kind of a mess, huh? No. Like they're. They have endearing things about them, but like. Who? <laughs> who wrote the dialogue? Because I'm so angry at them. Uh, somebody in 2002 and 2004. Mm. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know, they're fun. They're fun and campy and dumb and stupid. Yeah, fun and dumb and stupid. Tobey Maguire, not fantastic. I don't know. I think uh, my favorite part is like in the first one when Spider-Man saves Mary Jane and then there's like uh, a shot of uh, Kirsten Dunst holding on to a a dummy of Spider-Man as they swing through the air because they couldn't get Tobey Maguire to just be there and I don't know. Uh but it's like it's just a bunch of weird shit like that. It's like, why did they make this decision when making the movie? But uh, I don't know. It it kind of all comes together to be like a big. Delicious pile of fucking garbage. That's just funny and. It's it is what it is. I'm just going to sit here and take this because this is my penance for saying that uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is fucking garbage. <laughs> I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinions, but like these these movies are like. I don't know how I don't know. It's just like such a weird artifact of the past because it's like whenever the superhero genre was genre was first really becoming a big thing, but it was before they really figured it out. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. Um, It's also like, it was hilarious watching them with uh, my wife because like flash goes to punch Peter in the back of the head. And I was like, Hey, that's Joe Manganiello. And she's like, Holy shit. Yeah, that was but that it was is. something. It's, it's Joe Manganiello. Yeah, that was something I learned later in life. I was like, "Oh my god, that's the guy who plays Deathstroke." Yeah, I'm going to say that it was intentional because it's it's the way that I'm going to be able to enjoy these movies. But like, I think I think Raimi nailed the cartoonishness of like you know bringing a comic book character to the big screen. And doing it in like a fun, silly Saturday morning type of way. And I have to believe that that was intentional because the alternative is uh, fucking insane. I mean, just look at the Evil Dead franchise 
and, and yeah, see that true. Sam Raimi can do that kind of style and still make it work. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I guess they they almost did it in the third one with Venom, but like uh, I was waiting for like someone to cut Spider-Man's hand off and then it runs away and tries to choke him. Yeah, it's kind of what Venom is. Kind of what Venom is. I don't know. I like the I like the consistently raising stakes too. like because every time Spider-Man fights somebody, his mask comes off. So there's always more and more people who know who he is. Yeah, for for a guy who like has a very poor work life balance uh, in terms of being a superhero, fucking everybody knows who this man is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I really brought to the table this week. What did you watch? All right, well, I watched part two of Masters of the Universe Revelations. Uh, who knows if we're going to get a, a season two to this show, but uh, I, I kind of like how they wrapped up this season. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like this was it by design, you know? No, because they set up a, a they set up a season two. Yeah, like, you think it, so? Oh, hmm. yeah. Yeah, that whole uh, I guess I guess I'll say it real quick. Uh, you know, skip a, skip ahead a little bit. Uh, but yeah, like the whole motherboard thing and then her being an actual thing and then turning Skeletor into a robot and then her flashing the, the thing from the she universe, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I didn't know if they were really going for season two with that or if they were just like, hey, you know, the story never really ends. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it's fine. It's a fine show. I kind of throw it on like they're they're split up into five 20 ish minute episodes. So it's easy viewing. Yeah. Uh, and then I started trace a, uh, which is a Filipino animated show, which also features like Filipino, uh, voice actors. Um, the, the actual art style is cool. The animation is not fantastic. Uh, the, the lip movements are very bad. Uh, now, of course, I only watched the first episode. Maybe that was the pilot. and Maybe that was only for that episode. But y- yeah, the, the lip movements ain't great there, bud. They match up kind of for the most part. But like it's like f- the mouth will move like every now and then. It's like wh- uh, who oversaw this and was like, yes, I sign off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm becoming an animation snob as I grow older. So it's becoming more and more uh, difficult to to please me with anything you're doing. Yeah. All right. Anything else for you? <sighs> no, that's it. All right. Uh, well, why don't we cut into a quick break? And when we come back, we'll be joined by our guest, Sam Hurley, the Hurley boy, to talk about season two of The Witcher. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. 
Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, time to get our main review topic. But first, we're joined by Sam, the Hurley he boy Hurley, to discuss The Witcher. So, Sam, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back, guys. Very excited to be here. Very excited to talk about The Witcher Season 2. As mentioned when we talked about the, uh, the anime film of The Witcher, we I'm a massive Witcher fan. So, yeah, always excited to come back and talk about this. Come on, toss a coin to your Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. Thank you. <laughs> Please. I'm I'm glad that, you know, we called you that enough and you're like, I have no idea what this is referencing. And we went, oh, okay. And then here's here's a video clip for you to understand this. Yeah, and now and now you've internalized it. <laughs> I have. And I'll tell you what, what a delight to watch, guys. What an absolute delight to watch. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason why we didn't get Sad No Night Live here in New Zealand, but uh, it was still a delight. Still a delight yeah. to see Chris Farley and Adam Sandler do their thing. Adam Sandler trying not to to break the entire time. He's, he's just, fucking close. Dumb. Yeah. He's like biting his uh, his lower lip just to make sure he doesn't fucking crack up laughing. Yeah. That's why it <laughs> looks so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why, Dan. Yeah. It it would be so fucking hard to share the stage with Chris Farley and get anything productive done. I know. Absolutely. All right, but yes, we're here to talk about The Witcher season 2, the season that all the fans hate. <laughs> Do they? Damn. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I should preface this by saying r slash Witcher hates it, uh, which now makes it the third fucking subreddit that I just downvote anything I see from. Uh, one being our free folk because they're, they're like the eighth season was ruined. Uh, then you have r r slash uh, saltier than crate. It's Star Wars, so that was automatically getting downvoted in the first place. But then it's people complaining about Star Wars, so you can just e- equally suck my dick. And now you have r slash Witcher, who doesn't give, who are just like, oh my god, Lawrence S. Hitchrich can't write fucking shit. And I'm just so done with the internet anymore with and fans. Okay, this is gonna be fun. Oh, I'm very active in that subreddit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, well let me let me go through the top post complaining about season oh. two where uh I so I could find Sam Hurley's burner account. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Well, uh for first thoughts, we'll as we always do kick it over to our guests. So Sam, what's your uh impressions of this season? Thank you. Well, as Dan's kind of alluded to, yes, I am a massive fan. And so, yes, I had (laughs) issues. I think issues is a good way to describe it. But if I set that aside and just take it for what it is, similar to how Game of Thrones fans have just totally taken their seasons for what they are. You've, uh, we'll start with, start with the best things. Henry Cavill. God, he crushes Mm -hmm. Geralt. Like he crushed in the first season, crushes again in this season. There's part of me that was thinking when he first got announced as the casting, I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Like, they're really going to cast this guy? But you can actually see for his performance that he has such love and knowledge of the character and its lore that he just really transcribes it onto the screen, which is which is absolutely awesome. A um, couple of the other characters wasn't that hot on, felt they did better in the first season. But the other one I've got to throw it out to is Freya Allen, who plays Siri. I thought she was amazing as well. I thought she was really, really good. Uh, try not to do spoilery thoughts here, but in general, sure. as a non-fan, pretty pretty happy with where it went and what it did. I felt like it 
knew where it was going. I had a little bit of trouble getting there on the way sometimes, but it, sure. um, it's definitely setting up for later seasons. I'll put it that way. Uh, I pretty much agree with all of that stuff. Uh, I don't, I, and I pretty much agree that the pacing is bad. It's probably the worst part of the show. Uh, like, cause like the middle, like episodes three through like five are just like, what are we even doing in these episodes? Like, it's just like a bunch of nonsense. Like, yes, some things happen that are actually important, but it also still just felt like it was stretched out into an eight episode season when they probably could have gotten away with six. Hmm. Yep. Agreed. All right, and I'm actually going to kind of reserve judgment somewhat because, like, I feel like I have to go back and rewatch it because, like, they had not one but two, like, season one recap videos that I watched. And I was like, man, I don't remember this shit really (laughs) at all. Yeah. I should just rewatch it from the beginning. And then I started watching season two and I was like, who the fuck's this? What's this thing? What the (laughs) fuck is happening? Uh, So like, (laughs) I, I don't know. I was a little lost. That's more of uh, an issue with me than the show, but um, I, I do like the direction they're taking it. I played through like half of the first Witcher game, probably not even half because that game's like huge. And I've I've read part of The Last Wish. So like my connection to the franchise isn't like anywhere near as strong as you guys is. But I like it. I like the world and I like the ideas that it brings up and stuff. But like. I so like. The first season is basically based on the first book of The Last Wish, which is just like a series of short stories that kind of interconnect. Whereas this is like more of a a single narrative. So you don't have to like realize at the fifth episode, like, oh, there's like a few different timelines that were kind of Mm. bouncing out in and out between. Like, it's just it's just one big monolithic thing. Uh, Took all the, the characters and stuff that they developed in the first season and just throws them all into this new situation. So uh, I like it. I like like, I like the stuff that they do with Siri. Um, mm-hmm. A bunch of people's phones just lit up. But uh, that is the character's name. So <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, yes. I, I fucking turned that shit off the second I could. I don't want Siri listening to me. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you right. uh, kind of a mild spoiler, but did you like the way that uh, Heskia took the piss out of that? Like he was like, oh, yeah conveying a story and he was like oh it doesn't even make any sense the timelines jump everywhere and no one knows what's going on i was like good on yous good on yous for a bit of self-awareness yeah i i like that uh mm. there's a couple other things that they changed to with this season uh, other than you know one cohesive narrative uh first tris marigold actually has red hair in this in this season that's true yeah it's true yep and uh, lines and, and lines that's true that's also true uh, so yay for that. But, you know, I, I was like, huh, it's weird that we're not having a redhead Triss, but okay. And then in season two, it's like, yes, I looked, it's, it's fucking like Iron Man two where fucking Don Cheeto walks into the courtroom and he's like, I'm here. It's me. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's basically like, they were like, Hey, that Iron Man two handled a, a, a big character change in a great way. So let's just, you know, follow up with that. 
Yeah. And then uh, also the other thing that everyone hated from the first season was the Nilfgaardian armor uh, that they changed to be more, I guess, game accurate. It's more golden and black, you know, mm. than whatever the fuck that was in the first season. Yeah, that was good. They they definitely have, I don't know, listened to the fans. I mean, this, I feel like this is what modern entertainment is now, is like somebody puts out something, a very small minority scream and complain and whinge and moan, and the rest of the people go, eh, it was fine, I didn't really notice, and don't really put up much of a fight. But then the creators actually listen to these people and just, yeah, go along with it. Yeah, fuck it, we'll release yeah. a Snyder Cut. Why not? Yeah. You shut your whore mouth. The Snyder Cut is the majesty <laughs> of cinema. Had to get a little dig in there. Had to get one dig in. So uh, I don't know who else has any non-spoiler thoughts. I, you know, I, I feel like Triss's hair color and Nilfgaardian armor isn't too plot plot intensive, so we can just kind of breeze through that. But is there anything else non-spoiler you guys want to talk about before we get into heavy spoilers? Um, the only other thing is talking about Triss's hair. I did like how Yennefer's eyes turned to purple occasionally. I thought that was quite cool. <laughs> You know, they were like deeply purple in some scenes and other scenes they were like, oh, we just used the context today. It's just, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, production, not exactly uh, up to snuff. I And I, you know, I kind of like what Hisrich is doing, but all, ultimately it doesn't seem like she runs a very tight ship. It's just like, hey, I'm doing this Witcher thing. You guys handle all this stuff. I trust all of you other departments. And then when they're, errors she just goes ah, i trust them to fix it and then here we are it's little yeah. things but like it's the small details in which you you know people start nitpicking at the little things and then start going all the way up to oh my god they've changed everything about my favorite characters that's true i think you're right like i feel like from a production level some of the fight scenes were pretty good but other ones didn't really look that well blocked and you know the special effects it was pretty good in parts, but the same thing, it doesn't really correlate to what's actually happening on the screen. So, you know, like a knife going in one part of an animal's body and appearing in a different part type thing. So, mm. yeah. But on the whole, um, yeah, as a, if I put aside my book nerdery, quite happy with it. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about that in the spoilery parts. Sure. Caleb, anything else? I don't know. I, uh, I like the creature design. That's always kind mm. of the, the standout thing for this show for me so uh i really like the the big centipede demon thing yeah what the fuck was that thing the fuck was that thing what the fuck was that thing i've got no idea i've never seen that thing before we're gonna fucking die (laughs) (laughs) run morty i've never seen that thing before (laughs) put that thing back where it came from or so help me all right uh so with that uh, I guess it's time to get into spoilers. Uh, Paul, it's a 15-second sound drop. Please, learn where that is in your phone. Paul one time was like, hey, I got accidentally spoiled by your your show uh, after the sound drop, and I just went, Paul, the sound drop is 15 seconds. There is no <laughs> possible way that y- it took you 15 seconds to reach for your phone. That is fucking bollocks, yeah. At least he's listening to it like 15 speed. No, no. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could Son just play of a bitch, the... this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. What? 
I, I guess I didn't realize that the Wild Hunt showed up so early in, in everything, because, uh, I mean, we got some very early, gl- well, late glimpses in the season of the Wild Hunt, but they've been mentioned a couple times, and now we're finally seeing them, so cool. Uh, as someone who's played The Witcher 3, and only The Witcher 3, uh, it's cool seeing who the big bads are for the entire season. Will they pull mm-hmm. a White Walkers with them? Who knows? I don't want to say too much because I've read the books, but yep, continue. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's that's kind of what I want to talk about was uh, the Wild Hunt so far in season two. I mean, still, it's just like geopolitical shit, which like I think that's everyone's problem is that it's not enough like X-Files, but in, you know, a fantasy setting, which I would love, quite honestly. I would love to see Geralt running around just doing Witcher shit for an entire season. Bunch would have to be insane for all the creature effects it has to do for that, but, you know. Uh, so they do the easy thing, which is a bunch of human shit and, you know, sticking some things on people's ears so they look like elves. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know what everyone expected. Everyone wants Game of Thrones. Uh, every production company wants a new Game of Thrones. Here's geopolitical shit from this realm that you don't live in. It's Game of Thrones, everybody. Yeah, which is which is kind of one of my hardest things to get over with this is because the books very much are the Siri and Geralt story with, you know, like other random characters sort of thrown in there into the mix. Um, like Dexter and Philippa Allhart, which they had in this series as well. Whereas, like, I feel like you're right. I feel like like the the book they've based this on, Yennefer doesn't even show up till halfway through the book. So they were mm. like, right, we've got to figure out something to do with this girl. So they gave her the storyline that just is so untrue to a character that was sort of like as a book nerd i was just like what the fuck is all this really what the fuck is happening here so there is that and yeah as you were saying it's like they have to add all this drama and this tension and you know similar to game of thrones there's no clear-cut good guy so let's just make everybody like just fucking reprehensible as fuck like the only real good people were the Sintrans or you know the starks basically and they've all been wiped out and now they're fucking you know like everyone's making moves for the throne and you know what's the big overwhelming force gonna do and all that sort of shit so i feel like this has real opportunity to be its own thing and i feel like when they do those stories like the first episode first episode i was like holy shit i'm into this this is great they've taken the story of the bruxa and they've like this is amazing this is kind of like what you're saying dan is like you almost want monster of the week where it's like this shit's doing this shit we need to go solve this shit and by the way while we're at it let's have a backstory where i'm training siri to become a witcher as well and, you know, let's have Yennefer pop up and start going through her machinations. Like, that would have been awesome, but I feel like they've got, um, you know, like they've got these actors on to actually have full roles. And so they're like, right, we've got to fucking find something for them to do. And this was the result. Sure. I'm looking at Caleb's cute face waiting for him to say something. He's like, Sam, I'm going to keep fucking ranting his head off. Well, I mean, as I as I said before, I'm I'm just going to keep my my mouth shut and look pretty because i i don't think i understood it well enough to really say sure (laughs) but i mean i will say like at least this made sense uh the first season i I was kind of like oh this is just a jumbled jumbled mess like i I know we're gonna get to an actual narrative here in a minute like in season two but like what i'm experiencing in season one is just unfriendly to the viewers and this it was like hey Everything happens in linear fashion. Everyone wants the girl. Let's all get the fucking girl. Uh, it's weirdly pedophilic in that way, but whatever. Because, mm. uh, you know, Freya Allen's 20, so who cares anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I um, I liked everything I saw. I just feel like I'm uh, 
missing some context. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about with the the first season there, Dan. It was it was that hard, you know. Like I watched it with one of my best mates, so we binged it from start to finish. And even me, who knew the books, knew the characters they're talking about, realized the timelines and stuff like that. Like I, I was trying to spell it out to him while I was doing it, and I was like, "Fuck! If you're gonna bring in just the general audience and you know need an encyclopedia sitting beside them so they can work out what's going on, like this is yeah, this is rough." So I think you're mm. right. Like I think clear-cut focus narrative all that sort of shit that was really good um i sound like i'm whinging about it too much still really enjoyed it can we talk about sure. vesemir though who the f- what the fuck was that uh wasn't great honestly uh that was definitely a take on the character it does it based off of what i played in the game that did not mm. seem like what vesemir is and even based off of their own lore that netflix themselves has set up in in uh what nightmare of the wolf yeah i have no idea what what that what, what that even was like that was a completely different character that they wrote it's it is a shame because i did get behind the whole fan casting of getting mark hamill to play vesemir which would have been awesome i feel like he would have owned that role because you kind of want that mm. stoic badass you know you kind of want that grumpy old fart to be honest and you know to get him introduced the way we did and then having a goddamn witcher orgy i don't know who all those witches were but having like witcher orgy that Geralt strolls into of a young girl that was like what is what 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 yeah yeah uh i don't agree with the mark hamill casting because i don't think he's a particularly good actor but that's just <laughs> no, my he's opinion. not he's not <laughs> uh, but i mean like that would have increased the budget significantly for this show yeah. which like it, it's mark hamill and uh i don't i don't think you needed him like yeah fan cast oh that's cool but like no like yes you could have gotten anybody other than this guy who or like wrote him better i don't know what i don't know what it is it's either the writing or what this guy's performance but there's just something wrong with vesemir the guy that played dijkstra he would have been better as vesemir that's probably my big call the guy that oh Graham McTavish. yeah 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 he would have been way better he had that nature about him that sort of tall stoic grumpy just yeah i reckon he would have been a way better casting yeah uh Fans of Castlevania will know Graham McTavish as Dracula. So he he ultimately has a soft spot in my heart. All right. So uh, lore wise, you said Yennefer doesn't show up until halfway through the book. So her whole thing about losing her power or losing her access to chaos is all bullshit, I'm assuming. Yep. All right, uh, I'm fi- I was fine with it. Uh, they they needed a way to cut down on the magic budget. Yeah. Why so. why did that thing happen? Like, did she? Was it just so they could sideline her after she like resolved the plot of the first part or? Yeah, it's it's almost like, you know, Gandalf falls down the hole, comes up Gandalf the white and then they go, oh, hang on, but he's got no powers. And I feel like that's almost what they're doing here is like, and, and, and like they even mentioned this a couple of times throughout the season. It's just like, why don't you just portal us out of here? Why don't you just do this? It's like, well, we've come up with a character arc for the character. We need to basically sideline her or depower or nerf her or whatever so that we can continue having her as a character in this in this universe and so and it also gives you the motivation as well like the deathless mother isn't a character in in the books and to create that character and to have her you know try and get a motivation out of her because that I, I feel like a lot of the fans are going way more hard about this whereas i feel like you needed it for this season is like Yennefer wouldn't do that like she wouldn't 
you know, be so power hungry that she wants to get Siri and then give it to the bad guy sort of thing. Like Yennefer's motivation in the books has always been, well, I actually want to be a mother. And as a result, she has this weird unbridled love for Geralt and Siri, though she doesn't really talk about it that much, but she has this unbridled love for them and that basically becomes her family. So I feel like she would have felt like that was way more important to her than trying to get her magic back. But So I feel like they had to use that in there as like a plot device to give her motivation and agency, but at the same time, it just it fell flat. It fell so flat. Well, I think it's also to give, you know, Frangilla and Francesca something to do, where it's like they... I See, it, it always felt like they were going to do what they were doing anyway, but then, like, they just went about it in such evil ways, like when Frangilla fucking just starts, you know, murdering people, and then uh, Francesca murders a, a shit ton of babies in revenge for the fucking elf baby getting killed. I was like, holy fucking shit, this woman is, like, going full old testament god on redania right now this is awesome that was something else hey holy shit that was something else (laughs) yeah but then destroy the sith no dead younglings (laughs) oh sorry must be a misprinting uh but like yeah so so yen has to do something with that and then like i think it is ultimately like hey we kind of created a problem with portaling it's like uh apparating in in harry potter Everyone could apparate wherever they wanted, but like you have to nerf it in a way so that way everyone just can't just apparate around and do whatever, which is why you can't apparate into Hogwarts. So that's why they had to have like the villains do like this really weird shit. But like that's what portaling is. It's like, and it also shrinks the continent, which like there's a couple times in the, in the show where I'm like, how the fuck did they get here? Mm. Like, like uh, when, when they go to um, Sintra and then, uh, fucking Siri takes off back to Kermorin at the end and then they're already at fucking Kermorin and it's like how did we get here because there's no fucking way that these are this close because everyone like no one is apparently supposed to know where Kermorin is but then like uh, and it's supposed to be like a very treacherous treacherous path but then all of a sudden like everyone knows how to get there and everything's fine yeah yeah everyone knows how to get there a group of prostitutes that banged gear out two years before remember the the, the way to Kiermohan yeah that's exactly right yeah but yeah like the the Yennefer arc I think is the big point of consternation with everybody because they're like oh my god Yen and Geralt are supposed to be endgame and I still think they mm. can get there because of Yen's initial sacrifice I, I you know we she delivers Siri to uh, the Deathless Mother and we're like, oh, my God, what a f-. like, but like she shows like a change of heart and then the deathless mother like comes in and takes over Siri anyway. And then, mm. you know, Yen sacrifices her body to be a uh, a vessel for the deathless mother, even though that really didn't have much of a payoff other than, hey, we're going to go to this different dimension. And then Yen's going to expel the deathless mother and then come back and then have her magic. I was like, OK, bit convenient there. Didn't really have any stakes to it whatsoever, but cool i guess yeah yeah i know I, I i must admit i was sitting there going holy fuck they're gonna kill yin this is amazing and then yeah, i was just, like i was like, like oh my god this is a massive divergence yeah exactly the fans aren't gonna fucking like this one and then it was like oh no she's she's reversed his suicide how i don't know what the hell was going on there i don't know yeah yeah i don't know what world they were going to um but like even I, it felt like it was cameo world getting the wild hunt there at the end at the same time, yeah, it just it doesn't feel like it had that payoff of, you know, of whatever. Like, yeah, she's got her magic back. Right. We're back on course sort of thing. So I feel like that's my, like, as much as I enjoyed the season, I feel like my biggest problem with it is that it was basically like a, 
like as I mentioned in the non-spoilery parts, it's like, right, we're going from here to here. How are we going to get there? Why don't we just go this way? Okay. Well, that turned out to be pretty average. Well, we'll fuck it, move on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also you have, I guess you just need to get the family together. So that way you can get that familial bond. And that way, like it fix. I don't want to say fixes what happens in season two, because I think that was an interesting way to go about, you know, the, the bringing them together is giving Yen, you know, this impossible to go through task in, in order to like get her power back. And then, you know, having Geralt being unable to forgive her. And like he says, he's never going to be able to forgive her for it. Yeah. We're going to fucking see. I mean, there's a whole nother season coming. We already had, we already know season three is happening. Uh, sorry, fans who are salty about this, but it, you, you can't stop it. This, this fucking, this fuck train has no brakes. Okay. Well, does it? I mean, you guys are the expert. Do we know viewership or anything like that at the moment? You're saying this season three, it? are they signed off La- more? Last or? I checked, it was like 142 million hours viewed for season two. Yeah, which uh, is a lot. That's almost 20 million people who watched it uh, completely in the first week. So uh, I know I added to that this week. I'm sure it's going to typically shows go up in the second week. So it's probably going to hit around 180 is my guess for this week. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be viewed by a lot of people. Nice. As much so, as I'm winning tonight. Yeah. Th- <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they already signed on for season three. Like I think they announced that already. Was season three is already happening? Uh, th- we already have Blood Origin coming out, which is another thing. Like this is, you know, I think everyone looked at Game of Thrones uh, again and just went, "Oh, they didn't set up any spinoff stuff before the original show ran out." So now well, no then, one gives like, a fuck. Yeah, they they filmed like an episode or two for a spinoff show for Game of Thrones, and then like. They just junked it because it like tested terribly. So like the Game of Thrones spinoff we've been promised for like two years is now dead. I'm pretty well, sure. I mean, what... we have House of the Dragon, though. So, yeah, House of the Dragon. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened with the first episode ever of Game of Thrones. They filmed it, everything shot it, released it to test audiences. And they were like, this is fucking garbage. So they went back and filmed yeah. the entire first episode again. See, I wish this is a thing that like streaming services would do whenever they film a pilot or anything like they've already paid for it just just make like you know a show page on your platform that's like these are failed pilots that we made and like let us watch them because then like you're you're driving viewership in a way like you know people are gonna Check it out. You'll get some return on investment of the thing. And we'll get to see this this weird shit that you made that you thought was a good idea for some reason. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, Mm. But yeah, so uh, I guess the the other thing is that uh, with the the story, basically, of The Witcher is that everyone wants Siri, but no one knows why. Until everyone's like, oh, she's a fucking elder blood. And everyone's like, oh, that could be really powerful. And then everyone's like, okay, we got to get her then. And then I forgot about the fucking very final thing that we see, because that was actually in the prologue of uh, Witcher 3, was that her fucking dad's still alive and is the white flame. And I just went, wait, oh, fuck, that's right. Yes. I got so hyped off of that. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. 
Yes, the Luke, I am your father moment. Yeah, yeah, shit, and, yeah. yeah. And Frangilla and Kahir are fucking taken away, and I, I want to see what happens to them, because I have no idea what happens to them in, in any capacity. Uh, also, I think people are a little upset about Eskel. Is Eskel actually a thing that matters in the books, <laughs> Sam? Eskel is like one of the most minor characters in one one of the books. He's like literally a nobody witcher that everybody loves because he's like the Samwise Gamgee in the games. You know, he's like this good dude mm-hmm. that shows up and oh, I'm gonna help you. You know, he's kind of simple maybe, but like just a just a genuine nice guy. And so sure. now they introduce him as basically Lambert, like Lambert in the books and Lambert in the video games is this arsolely whorish you know dude who's just an absolute wanker and like they introduce Eskel like that in this you know and he's just being a dick and then he dies and everyone's like what the fuck how could you kill my boy like this this is unreal it's like Man. well I, I like you know yeah as much as I'm complaining here's the thing I'm not making this I'm not in control of this I'm not I, I don't either I watch it and enjoy it or I don't like it who gives a fuck you know move on <laughs> so yeah, oh, you're I mean, you're asking you're asking incel fanboys to to calm down and not pretend like they have ownership over something. That's impossible, Sam. It's never going to happen. I know it's impossible. It's one of the reasons why I've stopped being a Star Wars fan is literally because of the fandom. I used to be the biggest Star Wars fan, and then I was just like, I can't handle this. I can't fucking handle this. I'm barely They're holding on being a Marvel so fan. Obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, Marvel fans are fucking obnoxious too. Uh, you know, crying for Daredevil for for years, fucking crying for Kingpin for years. I'm just, I'm just so sick of this shit. Just let me, let me enjoy my movies in peace, please. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that was that was the deal with Eskul. Um, I, to be honest, like as I said, taking a step back and putting aside the books and the games and stuff, it was kind of an interesting arc. It was kind of an yeah. interesting arc of a Witcher being possessed by Alishan and drawing one to Karamohu, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, especially yeah. especially the scene that we got, which was the space space aliens or whatever they call them, space monsters. Getting that one scene where they where Geralt's you know standing up against Alicia and he's like, okay, here we go. This is going to be a huge battle. This is going to be fucking terrifying. And then to have that thing just come up behind it, rip it in half, and mm-hmm. just go right. Your next boy it was just like, holy shit! That was yeah. that was probably my favorite moment of the of, of the season. Yeah, I was like, all right, he's going to fight this Leshen. Can't wait to watch. He's already ignited his blade. This is going to be dope. What the fuck is that thing? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then he just gets his fucking ass handed to him. It was yeah. bizarre it didn't immediately kill Siri. And I feel like that's kind of a recognition of, you know, it's not just the humans that are after it. It's the monsters that are after it to use it for whatever nefarious means. Because it's like, I mean, we, we've worked out that Siri's accidentally bringing them here. And maybe it's recognizing her as his, as his mother or something. Maybe I don't know. I think, yeah, they. I think it has something to do with like he, her elven or her elder blood, like being able to open portals through the monoliths and such. So, yep. uh, I mean, I think we saw it with uh, the Deathless Mother, where she possessed Ciri's body in order to go back to her home plane. Yeah, because they mentioned like during the conjunction of spheres, she you know came to this plane and then chilled out for like 1200 years and the first witchers had to seal her away and now with the series power she can just go back right so the series is so, a doorway more than anything yeah that makes sense. yeah so i feel like they're the the monsters are trying to use series power to get back which sort of makes the monsters sympathetic because they recognize like oh this girl has 
this power that can take me back to my home planet uh, where uh, my people need me and I died yeah. on my way there. <laughs> my people need it. Uh, author's note, the centipede monster died on its way back to its home planet. <laughs> wow, he was from outer space. Um, I, I've got to say, though, like it, it does a pretty good job of the allegory of are they really monsters and should you really kill them? I mean, we get that in the first episode with the Bruxer feeding on his mate. And, you know, it's just like, you could just, I can't help who I am, all that sort of stuff. And then from there, we see the turn in Geralt, where he's like, well, Siri is a monster. In fact, she could destroy the entire universe and everything we know in space and time and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Should should I just murder her? And then he's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to take care of this girl and take her to a castle full of horny dudes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say, definitely should have killed the Bruxa. Killed an entire fucking village. So, I mean, can't keep that alive. But that village might have been full of assholes. We don't know. I mean, I'm an asshole, and I don't want to be dead. <laughs> you don't want to get killed by a Bruxa? That looks no. like a fun way to go. God, I wish I was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anything else, Sam, that you want to talk about in terms nah, of I feel the like series? We've, I feel like we've covered enough. I feel like we've covered yeah. uh, the season. Uh, I will say... Anticipation levels for season three, because I know where it's going, probably an eight or nine out of ten. I don't think I'm going to rush back to rewatch this. I'm certainly not going to do what I did, which is sit down with Stacey to watch the season for her to turn to me halfway through two and a half episodes and go, you know what? I don't actually think I finished the first season. Who are these people? And just go, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the most Stacey Hurley answer I think I've ever heard to anything ever. It was amazing. Like when Haskia showed up, I was like, yeah. And she was like, who's that guy? And I was like, oh my fucking God. I was like, I actually remember him. She's like, not really. And I just went, wait, what? How, uh, you don't remember you Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, the hottest single of 2019? Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, and then what was it? Like, it was like episode six or she's like, oh, now I remember him. After he told that story, I was like, I started remembering who he was. I'm like, okay, so at least you, at least you got it. Fine. Hey, um, hey. I, I wish his, his song slapped a bit harder in this season. Yeah. I was literally about to say the same. I can't remember a song, but Toss a Coin to the Witcher is burnt into my memory. It's one of those well, things that I think about it about 5 to 12 at night when I'm trying to go to sleep and then just toss a coin to And I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. I'm going to be up for an LAO. Cool. Caleb, what was the... You, you did, like, toss a beer to your Caleb. Oh, five-minute five adventure. minute that's adventures, it. yeah. That's right. When we used to do five-minute adventures, Caleb used to sing that fucking song. Yeah. It was great. Used, awesome. used to. It'll yeah. it'll come back. Yeah, eventually. It's, it's, it's only been, like, an entire year. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm 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 intrigued. Uh, I want to see who uh, who the mysterious benefactor is of the two mages, especially after that girl got fucking horribly horribly scarred from the fucking mutagen. Uh, that just shows you, kids, don't take drugs. <laughs> yep, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. All right. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess my hype's kind of high. I don't know. Still, it's not this kind of show isn't my thing. Like, I don't like the the wide sweeping geopolitical shit. Like, that's why I didn't get into Game of Thrones, I like the smaller scale stuff. Sometimes, you know, I'll take the 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 bigger narrative shows. But, you know, like X-Files with monsters in, in Witcher times would be so dope. Hmm. Just give me an animated series. I don't even care. Like, I'll fucking watch uh, something with the style of Blood of the Wolf 
or Nightmare of the Wolf and, and, yeah, and do the, the thing. Yep. Also, just get Henry Cavill to voice Geralt, too. That's fine. Uh, Caleb, anything else you want to say? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I kind of agree with you. I think that, like, the best parts of the show is when Geralt is fighting a monster. And uh, I don't know. It's not that I dislike the, the rest of the bits, but, you know, I just... I'm I'm here to see a centipede monster rip a tree monster in half and then get cut in half with a fucking big sword. Mm. Yeah, give me more of that shit, please. The, the fucking is. Jurassic Park Velociraptors uh, coming out at the end too was pretty great. Mm. Yep. Oh, you know, so good. It's like uh, people people give shit to like. Oh, why can't I? Why can't I think of the fucking movie Pacific Rim? Uh, like people always talk shit on that movie, but like the movie knew what I was there for, and it gave it to me. Yeah, just just show me things being chopped up, and then uh, tell your tell your story in the refractory period between my orgasms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you, Sam, for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody about movie reviews and twenty cues and where it can be found? Yes, uh, I run a podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Uh, just search out Movie Reviews in and then type two zero, and you'll find us anywhere. That's pretty much it. Um, on it, we basically take a film, we ask 20 questions about it, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we are only film-related, so thank you guys so much for having me on to talk about yeah, TV. Yeah, of course. I love the opportunity, boys, and I love talking about The Witcher, so can't wait to be back in January, is it, when the other the spin-off's coming? Oh, the spinoff? I'm going to guess Summertime. Okay. Well, I'll be back soon anyway. I don't think they've announced it. Uh, We just got, like, production stills, so I'm betting sometime in the summer. Our summer. Uh, You know, Northern Hemisphere summer. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, which is our spring. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's it. Uh, We'll be right back uh, because we're taking a quick little break to let Sam go away and live his life with his family. Uh, And when we come back from that, we'll be talking about a patron requested review for till death. Get ready for the new sitcom Balls a Crown. Everything was coming up roses for Bradley and Cameron until... I could just lie here with you in our home forever. I think we should see other people. As if that wasn't tragic enough. Rent has gone up higher than annual passes at Disney World. They have a plan. Turning this place into a brothel. We could get a roommate. Into Allison and Dylan. Endless sexual escapades. A whole new mini to home office. <laughs> Join these 30-somethings as they face the challenges of balancing careers and dating after 29. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into a patient requested review for Till Death. Well, fine, if you don't want my money. You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment. Till Death is a 2021 thriller movie that is a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. A woman is left handcuffed to her dead husband as part of a sick revenge plot. Unable to unshackle, she has to survive as two killers arrive to finish her off. Uh, Stars Megan Fox and uh, Gerald gave us this uh, because... Because... 
Maybe um, I need to send Gerald the horny games. Yeah. Uh, so it's like handcuffed to a dead body. This is like a like a shitty, more murdery Gerald's game. Gerald, this is your sick game. Thanks. Uh, so she has to try to figure out how to get out as like more and more crazy shit piles onto this situation. What did you think of till death, uh, which is spelled like to till the earth as as in like farming and not like a shortening of until. Yeah, not great, but uh, not great for the title. Uh, as for the movie, I, I actually liked it. <laughs> I liked it a bit. Uh, I agree with Gerald on something. This is this is actually a good movie. Uh, it it's not Megan Fox's shining moment. Uh, I don't think she's a particularly good actress, especially not in this. Like, there's some lines that she doesn't hit very well, but otherwise, it's a neat little plot. Uh, you know, very contained within itself. It doesn't try to be this grandiose thing. It's just like this. I guess, gritty, ridiculous revenge story that I enjoyed. Yeah, I don't know. That's fine. I'm not going to I'm not going to go to the mat over this one. You know, Ashley wasn't a big fan of it either. I just go, OK, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it just kind of exists. Megan Fox isn't a very good actress. True. She's honestly kind of like. Weird looking to me, I don't know. She looks she looks very artificial. I don't know. Oh, I've yes. Always, uh, I've always thought so that like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like the makeup she wears or what, but like it's the makeup she wears. It doesn't it doesn't look like she's uh, a real flesh person. No, that's fair. Uh, yeah, she her the makeup she does is just not like it, it just I don't and I don't even like shame her in any way, but like the makeup she wears just looks so fake. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I I, I want to give a, sh- a special shout out to her, whoever the cinematographer was because they shot the hell out of this movie. This movie looks great. It's all right. It's fine. I mean, like you know, I just want to I just want to give props because whoever the cinematographer whoever the cinematographer is, uh, I hope you get many jobs uh, and people take you seriously because you you deserve it, champ. <laughs> Good job, Tiger. You really did the thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much to say. I don't want to give too much away, but like the way the way it all is set up is kind of outlandish. But like, I do like how at the beginning, uh, you know, it's discovered that she's cheating on her husband and then you actually meet her husband. And then it turns out he's a complete and utter dick. So it's like, oh, now I see why she cheated on her husband. So I feel less bad for this man. Yeah. I'd have cheated on him, too. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Giving away Super Bowl tickets? Are you kidding me? I don't care what team's there. I don't know. I did think it was funny that they uh, specifically brought up the Steelers. So, uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're like 4-12. and 12. I'm like, that's not true. Bad writing, writer. They've, they haven't had a losing season in the, like the last 15 years or something like that. <laughs> like, it's one long escape sequence. So, like, he's trying to figure out how to cut the dude's hand off so she can get out. And like by the time she does that, there's like uh, a person there to kill her who was like set up by her husband. Mm. Uh, And then like later on, 
it turns out that like the necklace that her husband gave her like doesn't have a clasp to come off. So I don't know how he put it on her. But like, I don't either. But like she's trying to get out of that because like the guys think that it has like diamonds in it that that they were going to get paid with to go and kill her or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just a really it, it is a like a a very heightened scenario where it's like, hey, this guy got and he's like, I didn't kill myself because you cheated on me. And it's, but it's very obvious that like he killed himself because she cheated on him yeah. and wanted to like stick it to her in some way. So like he does but, that. Uh, and then. But how many times did she have to clean lipstick and glitter off of his shirts? You know? Yeah, I know. You know, so was it turn about as fair play? Who the fuck knows? But yeah, I know. like, uh, it, it, like I said, it's heightened. Like he, he removes every sharp object from the house so she can't easily cut off his hand or cut like break out of the chain, the, the handcuff in any convenient way. Like she's pretty much has to lug his ass around for hours on end. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Megan Fox wasn't awful, but she's still the worst part about the movie. <laughs> and now Gerald's going to be like, Dan, I, was a, I agree with you until you said that exact phrase, to which I say, Gerald, go fuck yourself. Yeah. We we all know why you picked this, Gerald. It's pretty. It It's the fa- factual. Factual. All right. Uh, what would you give it? Uh, like a one and a half. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is one of the biggest disparities of all time on this show. Uh, I'm going a three and a half. I think this is a legitimately good movie Jesus that everyone Christ. should watch. Are you high? No. Uh, I think this is a piece of trash. No, I thought, I thought this was like enjoyable. I, I felt tension, mm. you know, man. It fucking worked. This movie's a piece of shit and so are you. Yeah, probably, but you know, whatever. I tried, Gerald. I tried to endear myself to you. Now, don't fucking complain about Spider Man being too long, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, this makes me happy. All right. So next week on the show, uh, it'll be Cobra Kai season five. I do have to reach out to Julio of the Contrarians podcast to make sure he can, you know, he can swing that in one weekend. Uh, but most likely he will be on. Uh, and on the back of that, it's time. Our cautionary tale of Netflix for January will be Jack and Jill. Dear Lord. I'm so excited. I know you are, despite the fact that you said, dear Lord. I know you want to watch this so badly. Yes. Just so we uh, are we going to spend 20 minutes talking about Don Cacino? Absolutely. Come on, guys. What's my Who do you name? Think we are Don Cacino. All right. Uh, well, you can find the show at Netflix if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh, check out our podcast pages where you can uh, rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, just rate us on Spotify and also on uh, Podchaser. Also, check out our merch page at Netflix and Swill.com slash merch. Buy yourself a shirt, uh, which apparently enough of you have been doing that I've been getting invoices for sales of shirts we're making. So keep that up. Uh, also, if you feel like contributing to us monetarily in another way, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill, uh, and select any of the tiers there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. 
Uh, and until next week, this is Caleb saying, we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.